0: How will the FFIEC's proposal for new social media guidance impact banking institutions? And why do regulators think guidance related to social media is necessary? Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group, and I'm here today with Elizabeth Khalil, a senior policy analyst within the supervisory policy branch of the FDIC's Division of Depositor and Consumer Protection. Elizabeth, what can you tell us about the timing of this proposed guidance? Why now?
1: First of all, thanks, Tracy, for having me here. I think uh, just before I jump into answering Your very good questions. I just wanted to say from the outset that my remarks today are my own and don't necessarily reflect the official position of the FDIC. That said, on the timing, I would say that we've been receiving a lot of requests from the industry and others for a while to come out with some sort of guidance in this area. In the past few years, financial institutions have been using social media more and more, and new types of social media have been developing. So as financial institutions were considering whether to kind of jump in and use social media, their concerns were also increasing and they kept telling us this. For instance, here at the FDIC, we kept hearing concerns from lots of smaller institutions which make up the majority of the banks that we supervise. And they were saying essentially, we don't have huge numbers of compliance staff, we don't have lots of resources, we're reluctant to dive into social media without kind of having a better sense of what the potential compliance issues are, what the potential risks are that we need to understand and figure out how to address. So in crafting the guidance, our approach was to basically gather together a list of potentially relevant laws and regulations for financial institutions to refer to when they're planning and conducting their activities related to social media. And it's not necessarily an exhaustive list, but as you can see when looking at the guidance, it includes many of the major laws and regs that could come
0: up. And then, Elizabeth, what unique social media risks would you say banking institutions face?
1: First, I would say compliance issues on the pure compliance side. Financial institutions are subject to an array of laws and regs that other types of companies might or might not be. We have the Gram-Leach-Bliley Act privacy rules, for instance, applicable to financial institutions number of other laws and regs that we mentioned in the guidance, and it's a fairly lengthy list, as you can see from reading the guidance. I would say next, reputation risk. That can be particularly acute for financial institutions, and you have to consider first that banks have occupied a certain place in our society for quite a while. They've occupied this place of trust in the public's mind, and yet at the same time, especially fairly recently, They've also been coming under some public scrutiny, where people have questioned whether they're engaging in consumer unfriendly practices. And there's been a lot of public interest lately in how consumer information is being used by businesses in the cyberspace. And this is an issue that affects not only the banking sector, of course, but more broadly any company dealing with consumer data. So against that backdrop, financial institutions have to be especially mindful of reputation risks. They should be aware of activities they might be engaging in that could harm that place of trust that they still hold in many people's minds. And people are paying a lot of attention to, in particular, how consumer information is used in the social media context. I would also say third-party issues, but social media also raises some novel third-party issues for financial institutions. Financial institutions are used to going through the steps that we banking agencies have advised for a long time, like due diligence, proper contractual provisions, continuing oversight, Monitoring, auditing, and that sort of thing. But social media often involves third parties of a type that aren't your traditional service providers or vendors. For instance, you have a third party that develops a social media platform that the financial institution can choose to establish a presence on if it wants. And if so, the financial institution more or less has to play by that platform's established rules if it wants to use that platform. Uh, the platform doesn't work for the financial institution as a traditional vendor under contract to the financial institution. So. The financial institution isn't going to have that same opportunity to conduct traditional due diligence, engage that third party by contract, oversee them and audit them and so forth, but being associated with that third party will still pose risks to the financial institution. At the very least, there'll be reputation risk. If something goes wrong, say that there's a breach or use of consumer's personal information that consumers didn't expect, and if consumers feel their information was not handled with care, consumers could blame the financial institution as well. So in cases like these, when you're dealing with a third party that's not your service provider, we would encourage the financial institution to do as much on the due diligence side as feasible. Like, what is the reputation of that third party? What are their policies? How do they handle consumer information and so on to determine for itself whether the financial institution can get comfort around the risks posed by that third party and sufficiently mitigate the risks raised by working with that third party.
0: And then what key points are regulators most interested in conveying through this proposed guidance?
1: First, we're not imposing any new requirements on banks and credit unions. Uh, that's an important point to get out there. This is guidance, not a regulation. We intend for this to be helpful, not to impose any new regulatory burdens. And we're also not trying to discourage financial institutions from using social media. In fact, we state clearly in the guidance that we recognize that social media can be a useful tool for financial institutions. It can allow them to reach a wider universe of consumers. It can let them spread their brand identity more widely. Uh, it can let them deepen their relationship with existing customers and so forth. So. There are definitely good reasons for financial institutions to use social media.
0: Have there been any recent events such as the DDoS attacks against U.S. financial institutions as well as upticks in phishing schemes oftentimes aimed at Facebook users that spurred the FFIC to address social media risks?
1: We weren't reacting to a specific incident or threat, but that said, we recognize that new threats are being developed all the time. And so we want our regulated institutions to keep on top of security as social media and other technology continues to be more widely adopted. You know, fraudsters are going to go where the potential victims are and where appealing prey is. And as social media is used more and more, including in the financial institution context, fraudsters are probably going to continue to see it as an attractive target.
0: And then what security challenges would you say banking institutions face when it comes to social media specifically?
1: Fishing and spoofing schemes remain potential concerns. I would say there are also some particular security challenges that arise from working with third parties that the financial institution has little or no control over. For instance, what if a hacker hacks a social media platform that the financial institution is using but that the financial institution doesn't own, and that isn't the financial institution's service provider. In that case, the financial institution is going to have to deal with the fallout from that kind of incident, but wasn't necessarily in a position to prevent the incident in the first place. So those are the type of situations that, you know, financial institutions need to be aware of and prepare for.
0: What would you say are some of the specific security and privacy concerns for consumers
1: In going through the comments in the past few days that we've received so far, I saw one from a commenter who said, you can't expect consumers to be data security experts, and it's a valid point. Kind of in response to that, financial institutions could consider engaging in some consumer education. For example, how to recognize a site as a valid site of the financial institution and to warn consumers against posting sensitive information on a social media site. And I think it's important to note that financial institutions that want consumers to use their social media sites have kind of a built-in incentive to ensure not only that consumers' data actually is protected and secure, of course, but that consumers understand and believe that is the case and understand how their information will be handled. Because if consumers aren't confident that their information will be secure and will be handled with care, and they don't understand or agree with the privacy policies that govern use of their information on a social media site, that's going to potentially interfere with adoption of the social media product. It's important to consider how consumers are likely to feel about the use and security of their personal information through the social media site that the financial institution is using and how that's likely to impact whether consumers will use the site in the first place.
0: And so how could a financial institution's brand be affected by social media?
1: Again, we recognize that use of social media can be helpful to financial institutions branding, and that's something we want to underscore again. It can be a useful way to get the financial institution's name out there, interact with consumers, get feedback, and so on. But at the same time, financial institutions definitely have to consider the risks to their brand that can be posed by social media. For instance, phishing and spoofing attempts could harm the financial institution's brand and decrease consumer confidence in the financial institution. So the financial institution should address how it, the financial institution, will monitor for and address such issues and communicate with consumers about how to ensure the consumer's on the financial institution's genuine legitimate site. Data breaches can also be a risk to the financial institutions brand people often put a lot of personal information up on social media sites and that can provide a treasure trove for wrongdoers who want to access that information and do nefarious things with it and it's not just breaches it's any situation where consumers feel their data hasn't been handled with care or in the way they expect or in the way they feel they were promised on the privacy side. If consumers' photos or other personal information are used or incorporated into ads, for example, used in ways they feel happened without their permission, that can result in reputational harm to the financial institution, even if the financial institution wasn't directly responsible for that situation. And again, I just want to note that this risk can be heightened when working with a third party platform that the financial institution has only limited control over. In effect, the public is going to probably consider the third party's policies to be the financial institution's policies as well, in many cases. third party didn't properly safeguard the data that was the subject of the breach or the misuse or the perceived misuse, that contained the financial institution's reputation, too. It's also important to remember that social media provides a channel for people to say basically whatever they want to say. And we wanted to call financial institutions attention to that, to say that even if the financial institution thinks it's not involved in social media, in the sense that it doesn't have a Facebook page or a Twitter account or so forth, people may still be using social media to talk about the financial institution. It could be customers of the bank, consumers in general, even the financial institution's own employees. And the question is, how do you anticipate that and address that? are you going to respond to posts about you, and how are you going to do that? So financial institutions should be asking these questions and deciding for themselves.
0: Now, you've touched on some of the comments that have been received so far, but can you talk about comments generally or responses that regulators have received from institutions about this proposed guidance?
1: Um, I last went into the system yesterday, and at that point, we'd received about 30 comments. And as you know, we have until March 25th. So often regulators get a lot of comments toward the end of the comment period, which is understandable, especially for well-thought-out comments that are going to take a while to draft and edit. So we look forward to getting a lot more comments, I think, closer to that deadline. But so far, we have quite a few from individuals, some of whom expressed concern that we're trying to interfere with financial institutions' ability to use social media or even with consumers' ability to use social media. So nothing could be further from the truth. I just want to emphasize that, again, that we recognize that there are many good reasons for financial institutions. To use social media. We're just trying to provide a helpful framework for financial institutions to use in their risk management and compliance systems when assessing their own social media activities.
0: Do you have any thoughts, Elizabeth, about when the actual guidance might be issued given the fact that the closing period for comments is March 25th?
1: It is our hope that it will come out sooner rather than later this year. A threshold issue to address is, of course, we have to go through the comments, and we're reading them as we go, but depending on how many come in at the end, that can impact our schedule somewhat. So again, we will read all the comments, and we want to make sure we've considered them all thoroughly and considered thoroughly all the issues the commenters raise. We really do want to be responsive to concerns and make this the best and most useful and helpful guidance it can be. So. We don't plan to rush through the comments, we plan to consider them all very thoughtfully.
0: And then how will conformance with this guidance once it is issued be evaluated by regulators?
1: Conformance is gonna be evaluated in at least two ways. First, compliance with all relevant individual laws and regulations, and conformance with safety and soundness requirements generally. Again, here we wanna emphasize that this guidance doesn't impose new requirements, instead it states what financial institutions should already be considering. And each agency tends to have a little different approach to its examination process, but generally examiners would be looking for whether the financial institution has appropriate compliance management systems and risk management systems in place to identify and address relevant risks just as they would regarding any product, service, or delivery channel, especially a new product, service, or delivery channel, which social media often is.
0: And then how should institutions be preparing now for this guidance?
1: Well, financial institutions that have been using social media already should already have policies and procedures in place addressing social media use. To the extent a financial institution hasn't been using social media and plans to, We hope the guidance provides a useful tool to assess what components to incorporate into their social media approach, their policies and procedures, to understand what laws and regs might apply, and plan a compliance strategy accordingly. And, of course, we do want them to feel free to comment. Again, we want this to be helpful guidance that's responsive to all relevant concerns, so we do want to hear from people.
0: What steps should they be taking to address risks, and what should they be doing with their risk assessment strategies?
1: As with any risk assessment, the financial institution should consider taking into account a number of things, like for example, the type of social media the financial institution will be using not using, types of third parties the financial institution will be using and interacting with, not just traditional service providers that are under contract to the financial institution, but third parties like social media platforms over which the financial institution might have little or no control and the risks that may arise from that. What information the financial institution or any third party site that it's working with. We'll be collecting from the financial institutions customers or other consumers and how the information will be used look at the list of compliance laws and regs including the one that we provide to evaluate which might apply and again if the financial institution will not be using social media itself at least in the sense of not having an account on a platform like facebook or twitter or youtube consider still whether and how to address social media postings about the bank particularly those that are incorrect or otherwise potentially harmful to the financial institution's brand or to its customers.
0: And then what tips do regulators have to offer for assessing the risks associated with social media?
1: We hope the guidance will pretty much speak for itself as to controlling the risks associated with the use of a new platform like social media. But again, there are some fairly novel risks that come up, especially the involvement of third parties that are not traditional vendors. The uh, financial institution doesn't necessarily have the traditional service provider vendor type of control over.
0: And then do you think that additional investments for most banking institutions where the management is concerned will be needed?
1: We believe financial institutions already should have been addressing these issues. Uh, The guidance is intended as a helpful guide to considerations to consider including in a financial institution's approach to social media, and it's definitely not our intent to create new reg burden. We would encourage financial institutions to evaluate the risks for themselves, and to the extent they feel additional investments in personnel or training are needed, that's going to be the financial institution's call ultimately.
0: And then Elizabeth, before we close, what final thoughts or words of advice would you like to offer?
1: Sure, I first would encourage our institutions to consider their use of social media thoughtfully. Uh, We're happy for financial institutions to use social media in ways that make sense for them, are useful to consumers and so forth, as long as they're also compliant with all applicable laws and regs and that they properly manage the associated risks. And I would also encourage them to read the proposal carefully and provide us with any useful comments prior to the end of the comment period. We really do want to get a robust set of comments and hear from a wide variety of commenters and make sure we address all relevant issues.
0: Elizabeth, I'd like to thank you again for your time this morning.
1: Thank you so much. It was a pleasure talking to you.
0: Again, we've just heard from Elizabeth Kalloe of the FDIC. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.